the syndrome I've noticed is because of the, uh, uh, the online world where we have so many more connections, but the connections are much shallower. Uh, pickleball is a chance for you to get out and actually, especially if you're older, to get that face-to-face time. You may not have as much family around you. Um, you might find yourself a little more isolated. Pickleball is a vehicle not only to get you some exercise and get your competitive juices going, but it's a connector. You're, you're put together in, in a rather intimate setting with people. So I think as the world gets a little crazier, we seek refuge in the people that are closest to us. to Zestful Aging, where I speak with fascinating changemakers from all over the world who will inspire you to live with zest. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager. My new tagline is discovering your sweet spot, both because I love a good tennis reference and because this show is all about growing into ourselves as we age. And to find out more about this podcast, hop on over to ZestfulAging.com. And while you're there, sign up for my weekly email newsletter, The Insider, where you will get behind the scenes looks at our guests and other fun tidbits. And if you love the podcast, I'd be grateful if you shared it with your friends. Our music is courtesy of Judy Banker, who was a previous guest on the show. Find out more at judybanker.com. And as always, our technical director is Stephen Litweiler. Well, today we are going to talk about the sport that is literally sweeping the nation. Pickleball is appealing to all kinds of people at every age. And our guest today is going to talk to us about why it is the perfect activity for us as we age and why it checks so many boxes that we know are important. Movement, social engagement, and brain strategy and it enhances our overall quality of life. Mike Brannon is the author of The Joy of Pickleball, The Definitive Instructional Guide for the Senior Player. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks so much, Nicole. I'm just wondering, because I know you've been an athlete all your life, if you have seen anything like the enthusiasm that's going on now for pickleball. I really haven't. Uh, I've as you mentioned, I think I've done about every sport under the sun, and uh, I, I've I've seen passion, I've seen um, you know the thrill of competition, but pickleball is just a little bit different. Uh, as I tell people, the one thing about pickleball that that you notice when you go out to an area where people are playing is you'll hear so much more laughter than you will hear in other sports. So it's such a community, and that alone makes it unique among all sports. Tell me about the laughter. Why? I mean, I laugh with my tennis women because that's we're just goofy and, and we <laughs> like to tease each other. But why is pickleball such a why does it lend itself to so much fun? You know, it's a that's a great question, because uh, especially with tennis, I'm a tennis player myself or, or was for many years. And yeah, we have a great time playing tennis. You can have a great time playing golf with your buddies. Pickleball is just a little different because the way the court is set up, you're so much closer to each other. So you can really read each other's facial expressions. You can uh, 
you can hear people murmuring under their breath. And, and so you get uh, <laughs> it's like living in a small neighborhood. You know, you can't get away from oh. the people around you. So you better make friends with them. And I, uh, I see. So you're kind of stuck in a closer uh, yeah. spot and you have to be maybe a little more friendly. I think so. I think you better behave yourself if you're standing seven <laughs> feet away from somebody. Uh, no trash talking. Well, oh no! Now come on now. You got to you got to trash talk with your good friends. As a matter of fact, I I write in the book that uh, that when you trash talk, you're actually honoring the founders of the game because these a bunch of guys formed this thing in the state of Washington back in the late '60s, and it was pretty much something for them to do during the summer with their buddies and their families. So uh, yeah, they would get together and trash talk and just have a blast. Oh my goodness, that is, so, you know, I'm thinking about, as, as most of us are, there's so much heaviness and, and, and pain um, in the world right now. Uh, we're just so aware everywhere we turn, there's some horrible tragedy. Do mm -hmm. you think that that is um, coinciding with uh, people wanting to get a break from the world we're living in? Oh, absolutely. I think there's there's an element of escapism. Um, and But more than that, there I think that the syndrome I've noticed is because of the, uh, uh, the online world where we have so many more connections, but the connections are much shallower. Uh, pickleball is a chance for you to get out and actually, especially if you're older, to get that face-to-face -face time. You may not have as much family around you. Um, you might find yourself a little more isolated. Pickleball is a vehicle not only to get you uh, some exercise and get your competitive juices going, but it's a connector. You're you're put together in, mm. in a rather intimate setting with people. So I think as the world gets a little crazier, we mm -hmm. seek refuge in the people that are closest to us. And as I mentioned before, when you're playing pickleball, you're pretty close to each other. And uh, that that closeness that closeness can actually extend from the court um, into great relationships. And some of my best friends over the last seven years have been my pickleball buddies. They, it's, it's, really, it's really changed my life and a lot of other people who've gotten into it. This is what I'm hearing. You know, it's really funny because I'm a psychotherapist um, and I was speaking with one of my clients the other day and she's, you know, she's a middle-aged woman um, and she's just recently moved across the country and she's having a really hard time finding adult friends as we do as we age it's not like college where you're in a dorm with them or classes <laughs> yeah. and there was just an article about this um i think it was in the new york times that said you know how to make friends as an adult and i recommended pickleball to her not that i'm an advanced player or no I, I mean, I'm hearing about it. I played it once. My friends are all crazy about it. Um, <laughs> but I thought, what a what a sort of a seamless way to find a group of people who you can be comfortable with um, immediately and don't have to say, "Oh, this is what I do for a living," and you know, <laughs> these are my politics and all of oh, that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. As I, one of the things I write about in the book is I, I have a little section called situational friendships. And the friendships sometimes that you make on the pickleball courts, you have no idea what people's ideologies are uh, politically, <laughs> religiously, or, or anything else. Yeah. But you can come together and share the, the camaraderie without having to dig so deep that you, uh, you put up those natural fences. It's, 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 a, it's a great 
way to be with people without having to um, psychoanalyze them and, and, and draw dividing lines. It's mm. one, of the li well, one of the lines in my book is that when you're on the court, the only thing that divides us is a net. I so. see. So you don't have to do the filters about, are they the religion I am? Are the right. idiot? Like, you're just like, hey, we're here and we're here to have fun. Yeah, it may get to that eventually um, if you play with a group for long enough. But in general, it stays pretty light. And, and you know how it is in this world. You, you, we've all over the last few years have had to pick up this new um, uh, skill to kind of suss out the vibe of people to figure out, hey, are, are, is that one of me or not? <laughs> oh, in my tribe. Yeah. <laughs> for, for better or worse that we've kind of done it. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people I play with and against who I know uh, see the world a lot differently than I do. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't matter to me or to them. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it's it's really it's almost like if it's like that old Coca-Cola commercial. We could all join hands and sing and uh, play pickle, <laughs> except we'd have we'd have pickleball paddles in our hand instead of bottles of Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Much more uh, better for your teeth, I'm sure. Um, so. I, you know, you have a really interesting <laughs> past. You're not coming into this as just sort of a, sort of a Joe regular guy um, discovering mm -hmm. pickleball. You actually have a past with uh, Buddhism. Yes, how does that yeah. influence how you feel about pickleball? Yeah, well, Buddhism or any kind of value system that you have obviously influences anything you encounter. It, it's the prism through which you see, which you see the world. And the Buddhism part of it for me is being able to, um, well, one of the main tenets of Buddhism is acceptance. And, mm -hmm. uh, and mm. I, matter of fact, I just finished writing a blog kind of about that, um, where acceptance really is such a huge deal, whether you're on the court or off the court. Um, when you're on the court, you have to accept that sometimes you're going to have this really easy shot that sits up and you just blow it. You know, oh, and, and so mm. you have a couple of choices. You know, do you get do you throw a tantrum? Um, as, as one of the things I talk about is uh, the concepts from Buddhism is how long do you want to stay mad? Oh, you wow. actually have a choice. You actually have a choice. Two seconds, two minutes, two months. Um, mm. So mm. It's, these are some of the things that you can learn from pickleball where, where I think Buddhism kind of coincides with it is the idea of. You know, you you give your best effort. You, as they say in Buddhism, you you exert right effort, right speech, um, right mm -hmm. action, but then you accept what comes from it, and uh, it's one of the great lessons. It's really uh, something that all religions share. I think is the at, at their base is the uh, the concept of the Serenity Prayer, and uh, I think that's that's kind of if you can play that way and live that way, um, I think you're going to do okay. Hi everyone. You may have noticed that Zestful Aging Podcast does not run a lot of ads. That's because I'm just not willing to endorse products that I don't have total confidence in and that I don't use myself. So it really means something when I tell you that after I interviewed Dr. Bill Rawls on cellular health, read his books and learned about his high standards for quality control, I was sold. I placed an order for Vital Plant Supplements immediately. I encourage you to check out both of my interviews with Dr. Bill Rawls and hop on over to vitalplan.com. If you enter Zestful 15, they will give you a 15% off of your first order. 
I'm really excited for you to try these products. I think you'll be very impressed. Now, back to the show. You also talk about self-compassion, which is really yeah. interesting to me because I have interviewed Kristen Neff, who mm. is the sort of the founder of Structural Programmatic Self-Compassion. And I found as a psychotherapist, there is nothing that is more powerful when we're trying to move through uh, sort of a stuck place. How do you find self-compassion? What, what place does self-compassion play in this sport? I think self-compassion may be just one of the, the greatest things we can cultivate in our life. As it, as it applies to pickleball, of course, it's similar to what I just talked about. When you, um, as one of the things I write about in my book, I have a line, self-compassion is the antidote to self-judgment. Mm -hmm. And self-judgment is, uh, is something that follows us around. Of course, it's a manifestation of the ego and, mm -hmm. and it's always comparing and contrasting and it usually is holding us to task. Um, self-compassion is just a wonderful technique to free yourself from identification with that shot you just hit mm. or, or if um, the outfit you wear isn't um, quite as nice as everybody else's, <laughs> which, which mine never is. I'm always, I, I am not, a, not a fashion play. Does it, one, of the, one of my nicknames is sleepless Mike. They call oh. me because I'm basically just wear any old tank top I find. And, and that's and, so funny. And, and my wife dreads it when I walk out the door and she goes, it's the old, you're wearing that. Look. Uh huh. I have <laughs> so, a husband like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. We we didn't. We just weren't raised right. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say that wasn't emphasized. Um, yes, that's you know, right. it's, so, it's so funny to talk about this identification with the ego, making a bad shot, shot, missing a shot, and then feeling like I am that bad shot or yeah. shame. And I have a friend. I was just in a rut. Uh, for a while as as we can be and she said, you know, we will love you anyway there And I go. thought wow, isn't that? Isn't that the message That's that beautiful. even if you you know, even if you're double faulting or you're not keeping <laughs> your eye on the ball or you're uh -huh. just a train wreck at the net to say, you know, that that's such a wonderful thing to keep in your heart as you're playing. You can do whatever, and if you play well, great. If you don't play well, okay. That's it. That's it. As a matter of fact, I, I kind of joke about it. My books have a fair amount of humor in it, as you can probably guess. Because mm -hmm. um, after all, come on, it's pickleball. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not brain surgery. I know, it is, right? So, um, uh, so actually, it's. I'll, I'll just read you something real quick. So I just have it in mm -hmm. front of me. I'm just writing yes, a blog, and uh, and I say, and it goes. When I advise you to let it go, like Elsa in Frozen, or remind <laughs> you that we all miss, I'm asking you to let yourself off the hook for being human. Of course, you probably yeah. know that intellectually, but do you live that way? I wrote these damn books, and I still get caught up in clinging to negative emotions, believing that life is unfair, and worrying that everyone will see that I'm not all that. The only saving grace is that I've learned to realize it more quickly before it seeps into my bones, souring my outlook and negatively affecting those around me. Wow. Wow. That's so beautiful. It's a life philosophy um, that blends so well with what we do every day and here with our pickleball game. Yeah. And, and the great thing about this is that it doesn't have to be that serious of a process like I kind of made it sound. It really is. It can really be, you can really enjoy laughing at yourself. Oh, here I go again. Here, mm. you know, come on, Mike, here you go again. You know, and so instead of going 
damn you, Mike, how, how can you be like that? It's like, oh, there, there you go. Okay. That's cool. You're all right. And so, mm. it, so that's, 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 as you can tell, that's the difference between self-compassion and self-judgment. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, it sounds like what you're saying is it's a great vehicle to accept what is. Um, that that's sometimes great. you look yeah. great and sometimes you're a mess. You're just <laughs> a mess. Absolutely. And it's, and, <laughs> and, and it's, it's just, just like life itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for those, uh, uh of our audience uh, that they're, you know, listening far and wide, I don't know what's happening internationally with pickleball. I know mm-hmm. in my neighborhood, they're turning, tennis courts and to just just as everyone knows to you know they're investing a lot of money in community centers all of this stuff um oh i just lost my tra- train of thought oh you're talking uh, about in- oh, internationally yeah yeah, yeah internationally uh, what so people are listening okay i'm back mm-hmm. people are listening and they might be saying my friends will not stop talking about pickleball i see it on facebook i see it everywhere um i haven't played sports in since college i'm a little out of shape uh but i would like to try what how do you start this adventure um just like jumping off a diving board you just start to lean over and all of a sudden you're in the pool um uh-huh. so you you just um it, it takes a certain amount of courage if as i joke about you can still play pickleball even if you were picked last last for kickball back mm, in the day um boy. And, and I've, I teach students and I ha- and they form groups and there's people, there's people I teach that are never going to be on the pro circuit. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? They have a heck of a good time together. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so finding your tribe is so important in this game, just like anything else. You got to find the people that not only sync up with your skill level, if you're a, if you're a real beginner or if you've never had a lot of sports experience, but you also have to be with people who have that same kind of attitude about, you know what, we're going to not stress about things. Maybe we'll have a cocktail afterwards. Uh, you know, if that's your group, that's awesome. If you never want to become a great player, you just enjoy whacking the ball around and get some exercise. That's awesome. Just do that. But there's also the opportunity to take it to the next level to um, you can join clubs and leagues and play tournaments. And so you can take it as as in a shallow way or and just enjoy yourself or you can really take it and make it a bigger part of your life like I have mm-hmm. and either way it's just fine because when you go out to um, these complexes with multiple courts you know people kind of segregate themselves and say okay there's kind of the beginner courts over here and there's the intermediate oh, here's the yep. here's the advanced one so don't be afraid of going out there and feeling like oh my gosh I'm gonna get you know schooled by uh, by someone's great-grandma and, and I'll never recover uh, it's, it's just all good. Uh, so just, you know, get out there, um, and, and enjoy yourself. As a matter of fact, just a quick story, um, that ties into world events. I recently met a woman who I saw just kind of nosing around outside the pickleball area when I was between lessons. And, um, she kind of started asking me about it. And I said, yeah, I kind of explained it to her a bit. turns out she's from Ukraine. She's very involved Mm -hmm. in that, in that whole crisis right now. So she, Mm -hmm. I think she's really looking for an outlet and her first time she went out there, she came out unprepared, kind of got into a game and felt really intimidated, didn't have a good experience. And I told her, just hang in there, be patient. I'm going to give you a lesson or two and I'll introduce you to some people. And now it's a huge part of her life and it's just so wonderful to see. So even if you get into it at first and you might not find the right situation, 
don't give up because there's there's a game for you out there somewhere. And what I uh, read from your book and also uh, just from my very short experience, one of the beautiful things about this is that men and women can play together. And it's yes. not like tennis where you are just never, or I should say I am never going to be able to return uh, those kind of uh, <laughs> strokes. It's just, it's just a matter of strength. Um, tell me about how that works, that men and women can play together. You are absolutely right. And that's, to me, one of the coolest things about pickleball. I've never competed with and against so many women in my life in a sporting event. Because I, I mainly came from basketball. That was my main game. And, mm. you know, there are certain differences in the levels you can attain, even though women's basketball has come a huge way. But in pickleball, there's not as much of a physical demand on you. You've, you've got to have some hand-eye coordination. You've got to be able to move. But you don't have to move great distances, and you don't have to have so much strength. You can use finesse and technique. And uh, I, I've heard so many stories of, like, I'll, I'll, I'll bring some, like, 30-year-old stud athletes, guys out there, and I'll give them their first lesson. They go, They're all yeah. ripped and, you oh, know. Right, that. right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and they say, dude, dude, I, I, I went out and played pickleball for the first time. That's why I'm taking a lesson. These old ladies just schooled us, you know. And, and so we're running all around and they're just they're just dinking the dinking. ball around and, and making us, you know, run. And and so it's really a great game for you, for your woman listeners out there. Um, th this is one of the coolest sports. The e great ever equalizer. Oh, the it's great awesome. equalizer. So it's yeah. about placement. Yes. Is that was that am I right about that? Like doubles and tennis more about placement yes. than power? Absolutely. Now, power okay. does play a role. Quickness plays a role. I see. But, yeah. But placement is the holy grail. In other words, okay. in pickleball, just like other sports too, well, and other racket sports, you don't want to hit that ball up very high because when it gets high, uh, people can hit down on it. So gotcha. if you can keep you keep that ball low at their feet, and it disables even the strongest, uh, burliest dude. So uh, oh, it's it's really it's really fun. It is like a chess match out there, and it, oh, it's a, wow. so that's where the that's where the mental the mental stimulation the strategy mm -hmm. comes in. So mm -hmm. pickleball checks a lot of boxes for seniors, which is why I wrote this book for the senior player in particular. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I just think it has so many good things to offer the senior player. Mm -hmm. Did you? I'm sure you're aware that there was an article not too long ago on the front page of the New York Times mm -hmm. talking about some people uh, starting right away, maybe a little too ambitiously and mm -hmm. ending up with injuries. Can you yeah. speak to that? Yeah, you know, anytime you get people over a certain age uh, running around on concrete with uh, hard <laughs> objects in their hands, um, yeah, it's kind of a recipe for potential disaster. <laughs> um, <laughs> Weekend so, warriors. Uh huh. So I don't want to sugarcoat this. It's anytime mm. that you're doing something, uh, you're getting out in the world, you're taking a little bit of a risk. And pickleball is no different. Um, the main things, with, uh, every time I give a first lesson to people, especially seniors, but actually people of all ages, I just say, the one thing I don't want you to do is backpedal. You don't want to okay. be you don't want to be going backwards, catch yep. a heel and then try to brace yourself oh. with your arms and oh, then boy. things things go really wrong. Um, the other thing I really recommend is wearing eye protection because um, mm. sometimes that pickleball can get hit hard. It can deflect off your paddle into your mm -hmm. eye like uh, unfortunately happened to me. I've got eye damage um, from that from years ago. Oh, my and goodness. So it's. I don't want to tell you that you're not going to get hurt, mm. but I can tell you that if you, one of the things that I feature in my book, um, well, the tagline for my book is play better, healthier, and happier. 
the healthier part, I go into stretching, um, pickleball-specific exercises to increase your flexibility and strength, and just common sense things like, you know, try not to dive for the ball. It's, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you know, control yourself. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. Or, or like there, you know, I can imagine because a lot of this is doubles, right? That you might mm -hmm. collide with your partner trying to the, reach for a that's ball. A, that's a great. You're 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 actually uh, preaching to the choir here. One of the main things I <laughs> uh -oh. I teach I teach communication. So, and it's really oh, fun that when yeah. you when I teach married couples that and uh, oh dear, yeah, that works out. But. Uh, you know, yeah, when those when the ball comes down the middle, you have to just make a nice firm call. And then once you do yeah. that, life is good. But uh, silence is not golden in pickleball. You got to let people uh, know where you are and what your intentions are. So and you're do, saying mine, yeah. you know, for people who haven't played these yeah. sports, you know, it's very clearly I got it or mine yep. or yours. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so you're not both going for the, the, the same ball. And that's that can be painful. Right. And, and again, the you, you can get injured doing anything, but pickleball, I think you'll it's, it's far less dangerous because you're not mm -hmm. moving as far. You're not um, uh, the speed of the game isn't quite as dramatic and the power that's required isn't as dramatic. So if you play under control and you, you kind of learn your way out there, the, the more you play, actually, the better you get and the safer you can play. OK. Wow. It's even, you know, just hearing you talk about it makes me excited to go play. The other go get piece. Them. And, ah! <laughs> As a psychotherapist of 30 years with a specialty in food and eating issues, I know that holidays can be a real challenge when it comes to eating and food. Food and family visits are often a very tricky combination. So if you'd like to learn how to have a more peaceful relationship with food, both during the holidays and the rest of the year, check out my web course, The Wisdom of Mindful Eating. This course is super practical and user-friendly, and it has the power to change your life. You'll find the course on the ZestfulAging.com website. Now back to the show. The other piece that I think is um, important for all of us is it is so much less expensive than oh, other yeah. sports. Talk, mm -hmm. Could you tell talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, you can literally actually play pickleball. You can get a really junky paddle. Well, I, I wouldn't suggest that, but you can get a, a low rate mm -hmm. paddle just to get mm -hmm. started for about probably 40 or $50. Mm -hmm. um, and then the pickleballs cost about a dollar and a half, $2 each. They last you quite a while. Okay. That, that, that's it. Um, most places you can play some public courts. You can just walk on and play for free. Other ones will have a small fee, like, you know, $3 or $4. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if you're a golfer and you're, you're looking at buying a driver these days, of course you have to pay at least $500 to get a driver that will make you perfect. Um, wow. <laughs> allegedly, um, making, yeah, make, make you look good. That's it. But in, in pickleball, you know, the, 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 the equipment has gotten a little more expensive, but it's still very much within reach. And, uh, once you make your initial small investment, um, it's quite inexpensive. And so it's great again for seniors on, on fixed incomes, uh, sure. uh like myself. Yeah. So what, what's the future for you, Mike? What's your next uh, creative endeavor? I have no idea. Huh. How, how, about that? how about that for an answer? Okay. Um, yeah, you know, um, 
I'm really in the, uh, the the book came out. The most recent book came out a couple of months ago. So I'm in that phase right now where I'm just kind of taking a breath. And mm-hmm. uh, and one of my uh, again, going back to the Buddhism thing, one of the things I try to do is not over plan. I try to create space and then mm. see what and then just see what shows up um, instead of instead of continually grasping or, or chasing. Um, there's times once you decide what you want to do that you do, do need to be more aggressive and pursue what you want. But uh, I think there's also downtimes where you just kind of uh, I've got my uh, my golden doodle here at my feet and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, a nice I, I enjoy my coaching. Uh, it gets keeps me busy, keeps me out. But as far as creative goes, um, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually really love that answer. Yeah, I, I think sometimes we, we can kind of box ourselves in or or almost be to be too demanding of us as far as what do I do? Um, a lot of the questions um, I actually advise people who are um, are, are trying to retire or c- contemplating retirement because I retired quite young and they come to me and I kind of consult with them. And one of the things I emphasize, which may have, be of interest to your listeners, is sometimes it's more important to focus not on what I should do, but who I should be. Mm. Um, and it, when, when you do that, it sounds, it sounds a little new agey, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, if you're so busy doing, um, sometimes you don't have that, that space to, to really explore who you are to actually, you know, you know, look at the clouds and feel your feet walk across the earth and, and, uh, and pet your dog and all those kind mm, of fun things. Or, the or, present or, moment awareness. There you go. And yeah, so, huh. and so to me, if, if I can, um, I, if, I guess one of my creative goals is to continue explore being, being present and, uh, um, see where this, uh, finite journey ends. Wow. Wow. That's lovely. Um, a little too deep for pickleball, but you know. Well, I don't know. You're, you're, you know, that's that is uh, definitely um, up my alley. All of these, uh, t- and, and and also our listeners are thinking sure. about. Okay, you know, I'm ending my job, or I'm retiring, or right. empty net. Right. Now what? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. what? And yeah. so it's just great, great yeah. advice. Mike, where can people find you? Uh, where can they find the book, learn more about your philosophy and, and the whole yeah. thing? Yeah, you can always find me on the mothership out at Amazon. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you go to Amazon and put in um, my name, Mike Brannon, which is B-R-A-N-O-N, mm-hmm. um, or you, you can type in Joy of Pickleball, mm-hmm. or my, fir- my first book is called Pickleball and the Art of Living, which is mm. if you're more philosophically minded, um, that's pretty much just using pickleball as a metaphor for life, and it has much, much more philosophical bent. The second mm-hmm. book, the, the Joy of Pickleball, is much more to the point. Um, a lot of my readers from the first book says, okay, that's cool. That's nice. It's, it's good to be spiritual. Now, how do I beat that, that damn couple across the net? <laughs> that they, they, they keep celebrating and they kick my butt. Yeah, oh, so. <laughs> gosh, that is so funny. So, yeah, so, so a different so goal. Book, yeah, so the new book um, also has uh, a video series inserted in it. So as you're reading a certain section on the instruction, you can click on the link and you'll see a five minute video come up of me showing you for your visual learners. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you can find all those videos and find my books as well at mikebrannon.com, M-I-K-E-B-R-A-N-O-N.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it seems to me that your book is a lot like Pickleball in that it's just a pleasure to read. It's, mm. you know, it, it's engaging, but it's not demanding. And, right. you know, you read it and you say, hey, that that just sounds fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's enough for me. I think that uh, it's like, any, I, like I try to think of myself as a reader. What do I want? And um, I don't want to be um, lectured to. Um, I want to enjoy the read. I want to get mm -hmm. something out of it. And, um, you know, that's that's the best I can do for someone is to hopefully introduce them to something new, maybe a, a different way of thinking about things and hope that uh, helps them uh, enjoy life. Mm -hmm. Yep, And that's what we all want to do. Yeah. Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a real pleasure. It was mine. I so enjoyed talking with you, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. And too much stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. Uh, we give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long, exploratory, you know, super in-depth, uh, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now. We all need help with our anxiety. So, being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest. <music>